This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian. Words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. What is unconsciousness? What are the understandings we can have about what unconsciousness is in comparison to what is spoken of as awakening, enlightenment, or consciousness. How can we heal unconsciousness out of our humanity, out of our personal being? These are the questions today for this episode. These are good questions. They are as important of questions as the focusing on what awakening is, what consciousness is. Without a compassionate, wise knowing of what unconsciousness is, there can be no movement, no evolution of awareness, no true healing. Unconsciousness must be understood and respected as a important dynamic of human beingness, of evolution of all forms, must be seen, as everything else, in the greater light, in the greater picture, encompassed in one embrace of awareness that doesn't disclude, no falling off the table, everything fits on the table of creation. The table is a capacity of holding that includes all, includes the wars, includes the gardens, includes all phases of all beings in evolution. Let us go to this first question that was asked, what is unconsciousness? What are the words that can be given towards it? Unconsciousness in and of itself is a feature of mind. It's a feature of the conscious mind. It is a feature of holding awareness in the plane of existence, in the the sphere of being. We could say in the incarnational world. The mind, the mind of a lifetime, the mind, the current human mind that wakes and sleeps, that lives through birth to death, that creates its personality, that constructs its realities. This mind, egoic self-mind, is built like an oyster shell of tiny layers, right from birth, right from before birth. Tiny layers laid down over and over laid down like the sedimentary layers of the Grand Canyon, 
each lifetime lays down layers. Layers built on experience, impressions, outer realities, responses to those outer realities. In order to exist in this animal form, this animal sensory system, these layers are critical. They are patterns of response, of memory, remembering. When the child touches the stove for the first time, and burns herself. That's a memory, a critical memory that settles into the deep patterns of knowing what a stove is, what excess heat does to the body, what the danger is of coming too close to the fire. An innate, absolute memory from the body, from the whole being, how to avoid being burned again. Therefore, that knowledge of the fire settles into the unconscious patterning, the foundational navigation of living in this body. Every experience that a child or a human in adult form has creates this impression and memory, response, this categorizing, and this therefore programmed awareness that we could call unconsciousness, becomes unsought, already there, already known. One does not have to burn their hand over and over again. One only has to burn their hand once. How marvelous this unconscious patterning is. And one could say, well, I know, therefore I am conscious that that fire will burn me. But it doesn't have to be sought and found and conjectured and wondered and questioned, shall I touch this? It's already known. It's sitting as the strength of knowledge the strength of an already figured out response, a conclusion, and settles into the unconscious. Therefore, we build our lives, ourselves, our realities in this way. And we live most of the time with a great unawareness of why we feel what we feel, why we do what we do why we have sudden emotions and responses to situations without really remembering anymore the roots of that. Why do we have fear of heights where another one doesn't? Why do we have a fear of loud voices where another one may not? Why does one person fear death extremely and another doesn't. Why all this unique responses to the same situations in every person? And if you were to ask all those people, why do you respond this way? 
Why do you feel this simple situation in front of you so dangerous? They won't necessarily have an answer because they are responding from their unconscious patterning, from their laid down layers of pre-verbal memory and even post-verbal memory. The more that person's foundational years held confusion, fear, or trauma, the less likely they may be able to answer why they're responding the way they do. Because there is the blessed element of amnesia and suppression in order to exist in this world. Those with extreme trauma push the clear memory of that experience far down. They plunge it far down. So all that's left of that is response, reaction. The memory itself is so buried in order to survive living. The memory itself could have been so painful, so horrific. The only way to keep living is to push it deep into amnesia. But its impact, its reality is not gone. It permeates up in its way into the conscious mind all the time, into the emotional being all the time. Extreme examples of people that have survived war. Even the sound of a sharp noise can recall a gunshot. Thunder can recall bombing. The person may not think this sounds like bombing, but they may have the entire physiological response of fear around that thunder around that sharp noise, not even knowing anymore why, or even if they do know why, how to stop it. So the first understanding of unconsciousness is, again, in the light of compassionate wisdom, it is an important facility of this complex existing to lay down patterns of learning, of repeated memory response, in order to stay present in each day with each new thing that comes one's way, to free the energy to live the day and live into what is being learned and coped with in the day. One does not need to relearn over and over again, actively choosing which path to take. They already decided, they already found the path to take. They already made the survival choice, the choice that worked the best at the time. Don't need to relive it, rechoose it and take the energy that it took then. Understanding unconsciousness that way, in its true purpose, 
once one learns the basic mathematics, one can always compute easily. Once one learns how to speak, one can always speak. Once one learns how to ride a bicycle, they can always ride a bicycle. The unconsciousness operating through body memory, sensory memory, emotional memory, physiological response memory. Unconsciousness, then, is not the opposite in terms of good, bad, light, dark. It is operational, functional, valid. So what is meant, then, to heal unconsciousness? This goes to the presumption in the question there is something that needs to be healed. There is something wrong with unconsciousness. It can easily be seen this according to the understanding that was just spoken. When what is trapped and held in that instant memory response is limiting and interfering and blocking the joy, the freedom, the ease, the health, the life. What was once a survival choice is now a bondage. And what was once a soothing ease, a way out, is now a trap. And a trap that limits and crowds, disallows the beauty of one's being to be felt, lived, known, and chosen. I can't do that. Why? I don't know why. I just can't. I can't let go of this habit, this pattern. I can't let go of this belief or this fear. I don't know how. I don't know why I can't. But I can't. There is this huge resistance to letting go of survival patterns. There is a guard and a fear that to let go of a survival pattern will put one in danger or put one back in the grief or the sadness or the fear that it was built to protect against. We are describing the very mechanics of healing and the deterrence to healing, the frustrations in healing. In someone trying to heal themselves of a habit, of smoking, of drinking, of anger. There's a resistance because the very act they chose to drink, to smoke, to be angry, is what helped them once. 
is what made them feel safe or strong or happy or at peace against a situation that was overwhelming and confusing and frightening. This is what deters the healing actions. Even if the mind can see, this is what's best, I understand that. I see my history, I hear it. Still cannot make the choice to let go of the patterns in emotion, in the body. So tight is this grip physiologically, so embedded into the layers of this canyon wall are those survival choices, so built into the identity that is trying to protect itself. What does it require to heal unconsciousness? This precious question. How to heal the unconscious patterning that blocks life and that shadows this beautiful emerging being that you are? The first part of this answer is you knowing how it arrived and why. How that pattern was instilled in you, by you. What it was there to soothe, to heal, to empower, and to respect that. There can be no healing in self-criticism or self-loathing. There can be no healing in relating to this precious self with anger, with rejection. Second part of the answer. There can be no healing in addressing yourself with rejection. There can only be healing in addressing yourself with compassion. Your unconsciousness was built, instilled in you from innate patterning for a good reason. You ran away from that aggressor you ran away from the feelings of failure. You tried to protect yourself from pain. You tried to find a way to feel happy. You tried to find a way to feel peace. And all your blocking, limiting, unconscious patterning is related to this each and every time, we can say, with a strong knowing. To heal it is to understand its roots, its beginning, with compassion. It is to address yourself as a being of equal 
validity, and beauty to all other beings. It is not to compare yourself to those that are put together, that are with it, successful, free. It is never that, because one being can never assess the whole landscape of another being. Even demonstrations of success can be part of this patterning and this projection that is creating a sense of wellness and survival and does not necessarily mean they are free of the unconscious drivers, the unconscious reasons for their actions. Never compare. Never judge yourself, nor never judge another. Have we heard that before? To judge another is foolish. It is like judging a leaf on the ground without seeing the whole tree. Never judge yourself, which is like cutting the tree down. Once this has been compassionately, clearly understood, There needs then to be the reaching for believing that that is no longer needed. That situation that instilled this unconscious patterning of emotion, of mind, of body, is no longer there. It's a new day. It's a new moment. It's a new day full of potential. Every day is full of potential. The past does not need to be carried into today nor tomorrow. The past is over. It's done. This simmering, potent thought needs to be believed and spoken inwardly, often. The past needn't be carried into today, nor tomorrow. The reality of the past is not the reality of today and needn't be carried into tomorrow. I can be free. I can choose new paths, new ways. I can dispel the shadows, the bondage. And I can wake up into the new potentials that freeze up within me. It is around holding higher belief towards oneself, towards everyone, towards the whole picture of this earth spinning and all these beings, all these minds. Everyone 
has to see it this way. The past need not be carried into the future in ways that hold it down and limit it and shroud it. That's not what we're here for. We're here to evolve into the true plant, the true flower, the true perfume, the true freedom of consciousness. And it starts in each and every one, believing that, awaking up to, I can be all that I am whenever I choose. I don't need to carry that belief. I don't need to believe I am still in that same situation. That sound wasn't a gunshot. That crashing thunder was not a bomb. That loud voice was not an aggressor coming into the room. That person's burden I'm witnessing isn't mine. I can hold compassion, but I don't need to feel it all over again in me. Healing unconsciousness is this elimination and this choosing. It is this work of choosing and this greater work of understanding. That's what this human being needs to do each and every point, each and every self, in each and every country. And not only is that what they need to do, that's what they are here to do. That's what self-refining universe means. Every form within this universe, self-refining, choosing what is most endurable, most sustaining, most reflecting of its most original genetic blueprint of perfection and beauty. You are your own garden refining itself, weeding out what encroaches upon the wellness, the beauty, the functionality of every part of you. Refining always how to grow more beautiful, more well, less encumbered. Choosing to not keep patterns of mind and choice and emotion that hold the growth into the same decline within you. And going back to the first part of this answer is all done with compassion. It's like one hand holds the light of compassion. The other hand holds the shovel of choice of work. One part of you holds the stance of love towards your own being and all beings. 
and the other hand holds the ferocity of knowledge, of the work to be done. One hand holds the grace of humility, of patience. The other hand holds the determination and the yearning. <laughs>